Brilliant Horizons, a Leadership Mastermind podcast, a place where you'll find leadership and entrepreneurial inspiration from two highly experienced coaches, Jennifer Duza and Karen Smith. This show is about inspiring, encouraging, and empowering you along the journey to your dream that lies ahead on the brilliant horizon. No matter what stage of life or business you are currently in, we hope you'll find value, a fresh perspective, a deeper faith, and renewed hope to fulfill your God-given callings. Welcome to the Brilliant Horizons Podcast. Well, welcome everyone. We are delighted to have you here today. My name is Jennifer Duza, and joining me today is, of course, none other than my lovely yes. and talented co-host, Karen Smith. Welcome, Karen. Hey, Jennifer. How are you today? It's such a pleasure to be here again. Oh, yes. I, You know what? I'm so excited because today we are talking about inspired action. This is one of my favorite pieces because it's about actually taking those goals that we talked about a couple sessions ago, and now we are making a move on them. I love that. And the reality is, is that if you only spend your time just thinking about your goals, but you don't pair that with inspired action, one, either you're not going to see your dreams come to fruition, or it's just going to take forever. And seriously, who wants to wait for their dream to happen 20 years from now? Let's make it happen this year. I want to hear what inspired action means to you, Karen. Inspired action to me is built around a couple of pieces. So one, it is something that you have either had some intuition or a gut feeling or an answer to prayer or a very specific knowing that you're supposed to take this next step. It also is directly tied to a specific goal that you have. And it is something that actually drives forward momentum into that goal in a way that if you're just sitting and playing on social media, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And for you, Jennifer, what does inspired action mean to you? Inspired action is to me, it's just about taking steps and putting those goals into action. I love it. And it's really remarkable. And this is where I think for both of us and as well as our incredible listeners is take a moment as we are going through this podcast and really ask yourself, am I really taking inspired action? Or am I just being busy? I definitely have clients that I have to tell, stop getting lost in the details. Mm -hmm. They are so down to the minuscule task that needs to be completed. And they get wrapped up in those details. And they think, I've been working all day. Why aren't things happening for me? Well, you didn't take action in any income producing activities. Ah, love those IPAs. Yes. Tell me about what it is that you love about the IPAs. So for our listeners who may not know um, what an IPA is, um, no, we're not talking about beer here. We're talking about... <laughs> We are from Colorado and Colorado has a lot of craft beers. So if that term comes up, Colorado stands with big spear. <laughs> For Jennifer and I, IPAs mean income producing activities. These are really going to become the powerhouse hitters in your portfolio of tools to actually accomplish your goals. And how do you know if you're working on an income producing activity? Pretty simple. 
remember to start with the end in mind. And Jennifer and I talked about this in the goal session about creating that picture of what it is you really want. And maybe that is creating a say a million dollars of revenue in the calendar year in your business or earning your company's incentive trip. Maybe you're on a health journey and you want to lose some weight or drink more water create that visual picture in your mind. So what does it look like to have a million dollars in revenue in your business? And then you begin to work backwards, breaking that out. And I go back and listen to the goal episode about how to break that out by month. Then what you do is you pair specific actions that drive that goal. So if you're going to create a million dollars in revenue, then you are going to have to make a list of activities that actually help produce that. You can't just be playing on social media or making endless to-do list, you have to actually say, well, in order for me to earn revenue, I need to, maybe you're a manufacturing firm and you have to create an actual product that can be physically sold. Maybe you're a cheese company. Well, you actually have to make the blocks of cheese. So you have something to sell. That could be one of your income producing activities. The same as if you're in a sales team, if you are still hugging your coffee cup at 9am and you're not in front of a customer, <laughs> Jennifer and I, we hug our coffee all day long, <laughs> but um, if you're not in front of a customer talking to them about features and benefits and how to solve problems for them, you aren't going to make a sale. And let me tell you, entrepreneurs, if you are not talking to someone about your product or your service or your skill, you are currently unemployed. Yes. And that's not something that we like to think about as entrepreneurs because it's easy to get distracted with a million to-do lists. But always just remember that inspired action drives you forward on that specific goal that you're taking. Yes. You mentioned to-do lists. What about a not to-do list? Ooh, you know... I have mixed feelings about to-do lists because I think all of us are busy enough that sometimes we have to make a list of notes so we don't forget to do something. But what I always tell people is there's two things. One, make a not to-do list or a stop doing list and a start doing list. Or my personal favorite, and I learned this tip from a friend of mine, um, Alexandra Takeda, is make a manifest list. And the only things that go on your manifest list, to-do list, is things that are directly tied to inspired action. Not that you need to feed the cat or that you need to run errands, but very specific. For those of you who are in sales, maybe a person's name comes to mind. And I'll give an example. In my own life, the direct sales companies that I currently work with, we're running a joint special right now of a dollar. And the other day, I was just out for a walk and all of a sudden one of my hostess's names came to my mind. I had never really considered offering her this joint special, but I thought, okay, well, that's an inspired action. God clearly brought that name to my mind. So when I got back in the house, I clicked, just tapped out an email to her. Well, what's really amazing is not an hour later, she emailed me back and she's like, I woke up last night thinking about that. Maybe I needed to take this step and join you on this journey. And I'm so glad that you reached out to me because it felt like it was an answer to prayer. Really don't miss those little nudges that you get, whether you're in sales or maybe you're designing a new piece of equipment for your company to make their product better. And you come up with a new way to change the manufacturing or the mechanical piece on it. Follow that hunch and that intuition and take action now. Don't write it down and don't think about doing it in five years, but do it now. You never know who's been praying for an answer or looking for an answer. And you actually are the 
answer to someone's prayer by your inspired action. Yes. And there's so much power and energy that goes into those to-do lists or those manifest lists. And the word manifest just simply means showing up in physical form in this world. For those of you who work in, say, a manufacturing or a trucking company, you'll have a manifest list that shows what's actually on the truck. When we use the word manifest list, it's telling us what we want to see showing up in our life. Also helps us create the possibility for that to be solved. For those of you who've not really thought about that again, rewind the podcast a couple minutes and listen to that again. It's creating the physical space for what you want to happen to be welcome here. And you participate in that by those specific action steps. If you do get inspired or a person's name comes to you, then you take action on that. And that creates a very definitive list. What you'll also find is that you'll work less and you will have greater success. And who doesn't need things to come off their plate this time? You know, it's just, we're all too busy. What about metrics and measurements with all of this? I love that. So again, if you start from the end and you've heard Jennifer and I talk about that visualization of that end goal, for example, when I worked in corporate America, we would, each project that we worked on, we would say, what does success look like in this particular project? And then we would create the success criteria. What do we want the end to look like? For example, if you're on a health journey and success looks like to you consistently drinking your water, walking every day, what is that inspired action you're going to take? Well, if you want to drink more water, maybe putting eight water bottles on the counter and you know you have to finish, you know, four in the morning and four in the afternoon. That's an inspired action that you took. And then your second inspired action is actually drinking the water. And then by the end of the day, you're hydrated, you feel better, you sleep better, and you've actually accomplished your goal. And once you accomplish your goal, you actually feed your own energy and momentum. And that's what keeps that flywheel in motion and builds more momentum for you. I used to tell my sales team in corporate America, the biggest fear is picking up the phone to make the first outbound call of the day. And once you've broken the ice on that first phone call, it doesn't seem so hard to pick up the second call and make the third call and make the fourth call. And it's no different when, say, you're developing a habit of walking consistently. The first day, it might be kind of hard. The second day, a little easier. But by the time you've been walking for 30 days or any new habit, it's much easier to just get up and do it. And by that time, you're starting to see results, which then feed the momentum to really keep going on your goals. And what is really interesting is that super successful people have learned to accelerate this process. As soon as they come up with that new vision of success and where they're going, they just front load all their inspired action. And then they just take, you know, as one of my old military friends says, yeah, just take massive action on it and go after it. <laughs> I always love it when he's always so full of energy on that. And I love that because it's taking actions that are positive and increasing in nature. That's what you want to focus on. You really do. And what we have to remember is, is we're made for increase. And that's why you do want to take that action because it inspires you. And think about how, if you've been to a conference or I always see this um, with a lot of my clients is after their session with me in the next day or two, they actually make a lot of progress because they've just reconnected with 
their internal purpose and then they got some external motivation from working with me and they'll actually accomplish a lot more in two or three days than they did in the previous month because they got reconnected with their purpose, which drives their inspired action. Yeah. When we talked about the goal setting piece, we talked about starting with the end in mind and then working our way back. So I think that is really where this comes into action. Mm -hmm. We work our way backward. And then now what are the action pieces we're going to put into play get there? Absolutely. And sometimes those can be broken down into what you need to accomplish today. For example, when I was in corporate, we had something called the million dollar sales club. And it was always my personal goal as a leader that my entire sales team had achieved that. And part of that was to help them show themselves what they were capable of, but also to help solidify their position in the company. If you were hitting the million dollar club, you're less likely to be looked at when um, changes came to the company or downsizing and just showing people what they're capable of, especially for those of us who are coaches, that's a huge win for us is inspiring people to that. And when they began to break that down, like how much did they have to sell in a month or in a day? Very much. I love, this is where Hong Shung's bites and nibbles that Jennifer's always talking about breaking that down and realizing like it is possible to sell a million dollars worth of, of apples or product A or B. If you look at it from the standpoint of, man, if I just sell a hundred dollars a day, then that becomes much more doable. Or you think, man, I've got three hours today to work on my business. And this might be if you have a side hustle. So in three hours, you need to make enough sales and calls to move that hundred dollars. And then it becomes much less scary than having to think, oh my gosh, how am I going to do a million dollars? You'll find that it's easier to work through any fear blockages that you have and be able to go ahead and take that action. So if there's action that you want our listeners to take away from this episode, what would be their call to action, Karen? Well, I would definitely say make sure that you're starting from that end picture or what their success criteria is. And then of course, break it down into manageable steps and then simply decide you have to make a committed decision to action. Go ahead and just do something every single day. And then when you're done with that, just celebrate it. For example, if you had three hours to work on your side hustle and you made six calls and whether they were people answered or not, you know, give yourself a pat on the back and say, good job. And then usually when I'm feeling good about my momentum, I write down my next couple of specific actions. And that way you always keep yourself in motion. Occasionally I do weekly, monthly, and quarterly adjustments on my goals to see if there's an area where I need to step up. So you can do some evaluation ask yourself what's stopping me from taking inspired action. Am I afraid of something? And fear can be both a fear of failure or a fear of success. Maybe you haven't yet bought fully into your vision or you're not really connected to your purpose. And so really ask yourself, what do I need to do to move that? Lastly, I just always tell people, and and this is a key for, I think both you and I, Jennifer, is I usually just stop and pray. And I ask God for help because he tells us in his word, ask and it shall be given unto you or you have not because you ask not. And God wants to help us. So if I'm stuck on a problem or a goal on how to advance, I'll just stop, quiet myself down and say, Lord, I don't know how to solve this or I don't know how to connect with this person or what is my next step forward? And then I just sit there quietly And sometimes a name will come to mind or an action, or I realize I have a realization that I've been working on things that don't really move my goal forward. Maybe I thought it was inspired action, 
but it's actually not really. And then it kind of helps me just calm down and reset. Of course, when our monkey brain is calmed down, then the thinking brain can reemerge. And that's really powerful for engaging in your inspired action too. And paying attention to your energy level. What is that energy level that you're coming in with? Am I in a mindset of doing my best today? Or am I coming in with mediocre energy and doing a mediocre job? That's a a wonderful point because where is your personal standard of excellence? Have you engaged it today? And if you really feel like your energy or your attitude is in the tank that day, it's better that you spend time correcting that, or maybe you just need to rest that day. The cool thing about inspired action is, is that this is not charging hard eight hours a day, 24 seven. And as entrepreneurs, it's really easy just to work all the time. In reality, that's not why we became entrepreneurs. One of the big payoffs of entrepreneurialism is your time becomes your own again, where you don't own that when you work for a corporation. But if you are wasting your time on non-inspired action, pretty soon you're going to burn out and you're going to not think that it was worth it. It's the same whether you're in a side hustle or you're still in a corporate type job and trying to leave and become an entrepreneur. There's no need to work 12 hours a day when sometimes one inspired action of 30 minutes will propel you forward. And again, don't confuse this with a to-do list, playing on social media, um, or really just being scattered and not focused. And we can do a whole nother episode on, on focus and energy and getting yourself aligned. The other thing is just start. Do something because it's super easy for us to just delay for a variety of reasons. Or I would say if you're a person who starts well, but struggles to finish, and I can give an example from my own personal life here. I am a great starter, but I struggle in the middle. I love to finish, but in that messy middle, sometimes I can really get bogged down or when I don't see myself making real progress on something, I can get discouraged and then I find myself not taking any action or doing distractive action, which is like, oh, I got to do the laundry before I can make that sales call. Or then by the time the end of the day, I've been non-productive in every way possible. And then I'm in this cycle of being discouraged and it takes courage to do inspired action. But once you get a taste for real inspired action, you will never go back. You will find that. And every successful person who has reached really stratospheric heights, like think about a Michael Jordan or a Michael Phelps, you know, Michael Phelps didn't become a world-class Olympic swimmer. And I think doesn't he hold the record for the most Olympic medals now? He didn't become that level of world-class athlete by playing on social media 24-7. No, he's in the pool practicing specific things. He's taking rest that is designed to recover his body. He's feeding his body really healthy, specific nutrition. He is working with a sports psychologist to develop that visualization and that picture. He's not out doing things that are not in harmony with that. And so just really take some time to ask yourself, am I in harmony with taking inspired action on my actual goal that I want for myself? And when he has spent time doing things that are not conducive to that type of environment that are healthy or he was just being a a typical teenager or young 20 something and got caught doing things and people exploited that. You know, there's one 
there's one quote that I love by Mother Teresa. You know, we're always so busy trying to do so many things, leaving an impact on this world. What can I do today that's going to make a difference and that I'll be remembered for in this world? And Mother Teresa says, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Oh, and I, I love that. Right? Because when we're talking about inspired action, it's not necessarily these huge, mind-blowing, I'm going to move the earth to make these things happen. It's about what small things can I take action on that are going to make a bigger difference. Absolutely. And what we sometimes forget too is a really great coach that I have worked with for many years. She taught me this, like if you just get 1% better every single day on a habit or a goal that you personally are working on in a month, you'll be 30% better than you were at the beginning of the month. And can you imagine if you multiply that times 12 months you know, what is that? You'd be 360% better. So for example, if you are working with a direct sales company and you want to recruit someone and you're maybe only are recruiting like two people every couple of months. Well, if you continue to get two, 300% better in a year, you are going to add massive results to your team just because you were 1% better every single day. And it's easier, I think, for our brains to kind of get wrapped around 1% better, but, you know, increase your personal standard, ask yourself to step up and do that. And again, just with some very specific, again, this is not working 24 seven. These actions are efficient and effective. And maybe ask yourself that when you are looking at your to-do list or you're sitting quietly asking God for inspiration, like what is effective? What's efficient? What's purposeful? What's inspired? And then as those things come to you, then be willing to take immediate action. And even if you wake up in the middle of the night, maybe write down on a notepad, oh, text this person or talk to this engineer about creating this new part for this machine. You know, I work with a, a company that they manufacture some things and one of their lead engineers, this is the process and how he creates amazing new products and machines for his company is, is when he's relaxed, his creative brain kicks in and he thinks of new ways to do things and he'll just jot them down. And if he wakes up in the middle of the night, then the next morning when he's at work, he's kind of reviewing his notes and he's like, hmm, I think I could do that. And then he begins to build on that. One other thing that I want to talk, really think about in your life and in your business and in your calling, what is it that only you can bring to the table? And are you actually focusing on that? So if you have someone on your team who's really talented at creating PowerPoint decks, why are you trying to do them yourself? That's not inspired action. But if you are the person who is able to write the book or the instruction manual for how a particular machine works or the book for the concepts that you're teaching and developing. It's kind of like the teacher writes the, the teaching game plan, but she doesn't clean the desks. You know, really focus on what action is it that only you can bring to your business. And that also is inspired action. And this is why it's so valuable with a team. You, you know, I think about uh, the military where the pilots who fly the jets are not the guys who repaired the jet. They work with the guys who repaired the jets, but they stay in their lane. Like without that expert mechanic working on that jet, the pilot can't do his job and vice versa. If the pilot isn't there to fly the plane, the plane is never going to wear out or have an issue that needs to work on. And so they need each other and neither one is more important than the other. But if the pilot is trying to be the mechanic and the mechanic is attempting to fly the plane, we 
know that's probably going to end up in a crash instead of this beautiful machine being able to take off and do its job as well. And so really ask yourself whether it's in your home life or in your marriage or in your business or your entrepreneurialism, that inspired action is something that only you can do. And I think that's a great point. This is a leadership podcast. We are talking to leaders. If you as a leader have a team that is out of balance, figure that out. Work with the piece or the person that's out of balance and figure out why are they out of balance? Are they feeling like things are unfair? Are they needing more responsibility to feel like they are an active part of that team? What is it that's out of balance? Because every person on that team, you have filled that spot for a reason. Each right. person is no more important than the other person. Even you know your salesperson might be getting million dollars of business, but they're no more important than the person that's in the office, that's typing in the orders and filling those needs or the stock person. So trying to figure out the pieces that you have control over, what is it that we can do in our teams to bring that balance back and make it feel like everybody is an important piece to that machine. Right. Because when every person is taking inspired action, you end up with this massive momentum that moves you towards goals and then you win. And you know what, Jennifer, it is awesome to win. I don't know anybody who doesn't like to win. The other thing is, is I want to challenge our business owners out there and our leaders and anyone who's in HR. If you are in a position where instead of hiring another competent person to take a piece of your business and you are delegating that work to someone where it's really not in their expertise or a, not an inspired action for them, I would really encourage you to really think about what you're doing because you are going to do more damage to your business. It will cost you more to fan work out to someone where it's not their inspired calling than actually spending the dollars on that. The other thing is the way that the laws of money work actually is, is when you put real dollars towards inspired action, the payback on that is really high. And I'll give you an example from my corporate life when we were closing a, a particular business where we fanned out work to a couple of managers and leaders to handle that one, we're not in their wheelhouse and should they should never have done. But we did it because the corporation gave us a budget that says, you will do all of this with this budget. And what ended up happening was then salespeople were taking care of cleaning out back closets of junk we didn't need and they weren't making sales calls. And they were also discouraged that they were given that role of like, wait a minute, my calling is to help sell and have people benefit from our products. And now I'm stuck in the back room cleaning this out. What we should have done was hire a company that cleans out new places, whether it be an estate company or whatever, because that's what they do for a living. That's their inspired action. For those of you who are business owners, don't fall into, oh, I can save the cost of an employee by having my employee do these three other things when it's not in alignment with the inspired action that they need to drive for your company. And I'd also encourage entrepreneurs or moms and dads, like if you need to hire some help for something because it's not in your wheelhouse, then do it. Whether it's having house cleaning help or like for me, I don't like the little details. So I'd much rather find an amazing graphic designer and have them design PowerPoints for me or logos or, or things like that. They're called to do that. And then I can put my energy into the inspired action that I'm best at. And then they put their inspired action into what they're best at. And then we have two winning combinations instead of dispersed energy where nothing gets done. 
Well, this has been an eye-opening experience, Karen. Thank you for talking about inspired action with us today. The biggest takeaway is take inspired action, make each day successful, and enjoy the journey. Absolutely. Well, it's been my pleasure, Jennifer, and I would love to hear our listeners' ideas about how they're taking inspired action. For those of you who might be leaders out there, take these tips back to your teams. It's about taking action now, and that's efficient and and effective, don't wait. And then also just, you know, pray and trust God. I, one of my favorite ways to get inspiration is to pray and then I'll meditate for a little bit. And it's amazing how many answers come to me and then I can just start uh, working again. And just even like Jennifer, you mentioned like how you became inspired to do this podcast. You had that nudge in your soul and then you took action. Don't wait on your dreams. Think about the people who need you to live out your God-given call. So don't wait anymore. Just go for it. Uh, such great way to end. Yes. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate that. Take care, everybody. Stay healthy. And we look forward to having you on our next Brilliant Horizon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found value in what you heard today. Drop us a note to let us know your favorite takeaway or application from today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, be sure to leave us a review. And as always, if you're ready to grow and advance your own God-given callings, contact Jennifer or Karen for personalized coaching. Don't let your dream go one more day without living it out.